0: Good evening church. Good evening. We want to welcome everybody. Every I I said everyone and everybody at the same time. Everybody. We want to welcome you guys into service tonight as you start making your way into our sanctuary. But also, of course, we want to welcome those uh, tuning in from home. Welcome in our family. Um, Just before we get started. Uh, Just a few announcements, of course, just to reiterate some of the things that we spoke about on Sunday. So if you weren't here on Sunday, we just want to catch you up on a couple of things going on this week. Uh, For starters, today is what, Wednesday, that's right, Wednesday, Friday is our Christmas social, okay? So I know it's supposed to, the the weather's supposed to be turning on us on Friday as it kind of has been making this shift the last few days. Welcome to winter, by the way. Um, it is cold now, uh, but Friday night, we want to make sure that you guys invite your friends and family, and as well, of course, we want you guys here as well for some refreshments, some snacks, and, and uh, some pastries, and of course, we had mentioned already, we have an awesome jazz band that we have um, contracted to be here for us, playing your favorite jazz tunes, and uh, of course, your f- favorite Christmas, Christmas music. It's just really a good time to fellowship with one another. So we again, this Friday, and it starts at 6.30, and it ends right around 8.30. So I want to make sure that you guys are a part of that. And then on Saturday, if you have not yet partnered with God's Warehouse, they are looking for, A, volunteers for this Saturday for their toy drive. So if you if you want something to do on Saturday, and you would, if you've already finished all your Christmas shopping, you kind of want to volunteer somewhere, God's Warehouse can definitely use your help this Saturday. But also... If you need or know of somebody in need of a toy or maybe a family in need, you can direct them to God's Warehouse this Saturday. Get with Pastor Chuck on the specifics, but you can also go to NBCABQ.com. And on our homepage, right in the front, is going to be that big graphic for toy drive for God's Warehouse. You can uh, definitely get all your information there as far as the start time is concerned for the toy drive at God's Warehouse. Okay? And then Sunday, of course, regular Sunday service. And then also child dedications that day on the 12th, we have child dedications. So if you have not yet dedicated your child unto the Lord, um, you might have called it baptism in another faith, but we call it child dedication. If you have not yet done that, we want to invite you to maybe prayerfully consider about doing that. And you can do that on Sunday. And that's immediately following. So you can sign up via our app or our website, NBCABQ.com forward slash events. Or uh, if you download our app, NBC ABQ, from your Google Play Store or your Apple iTunes Store, or your App Store, rather, you can download our app that way and sign up there as well. And then Sunday night, our Christmas program is going to be happening as well, okay? So let me just tell you a little bit more about our Christmas program. That's where our kids get to perform for us. They have been working tirelessly for the last few weeks those parents that are in the house that have kids across the way in our NB Kids um, uh, Center, understand how hard they have been working. So church, if you can come out and support our kids, and not only our kids, but a lot of our adults and young adults and youth have been working hard the last few weeks with rehearsals for our Christmas play called Forever Now. And of course, it's going to be talking about the birth of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. But it gives us this perspective, another way of the events that played out that led up to the birth. It's not just, well, here's a manger, and and, and then all of a sudden, here's this baby. The biblical events that happened and how we came to be, and even a little bit after the birth of what we we saw, like the wise men come up. Um, But we want to make sure that you uh, participate in that as well. That would be awesome to have you guys here, and then invite your friends and family to that as well, okay? All of this happens because of your faithfulness. This is the life of the church, and we want to say thank you for your faithfulness. And if you want to continue to give to the church in that, you can do so by going to nbcabq.com forward slash give, or you can do it via our app, our text message platform. And, of course, you can do it at one of our tithing boxes at the entryway of every door here into the sanctuary, and you can step out here in just a minute, and you'll be able to go get an envelope if you like. And drop your tithe or your gift into one of those boxes. Or you can just do it literally in 10 seconds via one of the digital platforms that we have made possible for you. Okay? Um, There's a lot more going on uh, for the month of December. On your way out, our ushers are going to be standing at uh, one of those bistro tables outside. There is a 3x5 card with a great reminder of our Christmas Eve program. Our Lights of Remembrance program that we have at the end of the month. For the month of December, we have a ton of special events, and it's good. You can grab a couple, keep one in your car, keep one maybe uh, on your refrigerator if, if you do that anymore, um, or put the reminders in your phone. These are awesome events that we want to make available to you, okay? So all, all because of your faithful giving, your faithful tithing, more than anything else, your faithful tithing to the house of the Lord, Okay? Um, And that's it for now, church. Always stay ahead and always stay up to date, rather, with our current events at New Beginnings. If you go to NBCABQ.com forward slash events. Okay? Now, uh, at this moment, our sister Debbie will lead us in our second week of Advent readings.
1: Sister? Good evening, church. Tonight, we light our second Advent candle This candle is the candle of love. God's love is lifting, coming to us that we might demonstrate his love to the world. God's love is measureless, never-ending, unquenchable. God's unmerited love calls us to service. It calls us to share his love with everyone in the world. Everyone. The homeless woman begging for help on the corner. Everyone. The CEO, the executive whose identity is lost in the emptiness of a career. Everyone. The motherless child seeking acceptance in all the wrong ways. Everyone. The grandfather that's forgotten in the nursing home. Everyone. The coworker we see every day. Everyone, the flight attendant we may only see once. Everyone, the minister discouraged in ministry. Everyone, the soldier far away from home. There was a song that we used to sing quite often. It says, they will know we are Christians by our love, by our love. They will know we are Christians by our love. First Thessalonians 3 12 and 13 in the voice says, May the Lord flood you with an unending, undying love for one another and for all humanity, so that our hearts will be reinforced with his strength, held blameless and holy before God, our Father, when our Lord Jesus, the anointed, the liberating King, appears along with all of his holy ones. Let us pray. We thank you, God, for loving us and sending your son that we might be saved. Father, we are forever grateful. Amen. Will
0: you stand with us, church? Let's just welcome the Lord into this place. Why don't we bow our heads together. Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for that love. We thank you, Lord, for your love. Let us demonstrate your love, Lord, always, every step of the way. Thank you, Lord, for who you are in our lives. Heavenly Father, let us be in this moment with you. Lord, we devote and dedicate the next 75 minutes, Lord, just to you. We put away all distractions, Lord, here in the house at New Beginnings and those watching from home. Lord, may they feel your presence just like we do in this place. Lord, now prepare our hearts, Lord, for this time of worship and prepare our hearts for your word. Lord, in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Hey, Church 1, we just take a quick second and greet one another.
2: me out of the grave you call me into Yes, you are. You're alive, and what a love we found. Death can't hold us down. We shout it out. We're alive. You're alive, and what a love we found. Death can't hold us down. We shout it out. We're alive. You're alive. Your love is greater. Come on. Your love is stronger.
3: Will somebody thank Him for His love tonight? Give Him a praise offering tonight? Yeah! We thank You, Heavenly Father, for that love that we feel for Jesus.
2: Yes!
0: Thank You, Lord. Wow! What an amazing presence of His love we can feel. Thank You, Heavenly Father, for that love.
3: Oh, thank You, Jesus.
0: As our sister Debbie was reading about His love, And we give our gratitude
3: for your love. Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Will you sing this beautiful Christmas song in this church?
0: You're our Father, Lord, that makes us
2: your children.
0: We are co-heirs with you, Jesus. Lord, for that peace and that comfort that comes with
3: that. Come on, let's sing this together, church. Before he spoke creation, the God of heaven knew our name. Formed in His reflection, we are His glory on display. And His heart is good, He is always kind. With the cross He proved, He is on my side. We are the sons, we are the daughters of God. No matter where we go, we're close to the Father's heart. And though we stumble, He will not let us fall. We are the Lord and He will never forsake His own. We are the sons. We are the daughters of God. His love, He lavished on us. and called us children of the King. Oh, we thank Him for that. And in His love and kindness. Yeah. And though we stumble I speak louder than the truth remind me i belong to you when i can't see past the dark of night remind me you're always by my side thank
0: you lord in this moment right now Lord, surrender that to you heavenly father
3: thank you jesus for that reminder lord let's lift it up together church come on we are the sons We are the sons, we are the daughters of God All together now No matter where we go, we're close to the Father's heart Although we stumble, here we go though we stumble, He will not let us fall We are the Lord's, He will never forsake His own We are the sons.
4: We are the daughters of God. Give him praise and say, thank you, Lord Jesus Christ. Heavenly Father, thank you. Thank you for who you are. Thank you that you've taken us into your family. Thank you that you bought us with the blood of the Lamb. Thank you that Father God, you never reject anyone. Thank you that, God, you have gone out of your way to bring us into the fold. Lord, tonight, we cry out to you, not only with our praise and adoration, but, God, we cry out to you, saying, Father, forgive us. Search our heart. Show us anything that might be in there that is not supposed to be there. Show us things that we've done and we weren't even aware of how we hurt some people. Things we said. That, Lord, should have never come out of our mouth. Lord, thank you that you make us new. Thank you that you forgive us and you cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Thank you, God, that when we bring our petition to you, you say yes and amen. Father, we're asking, Lord, that you meet the needs of the congregation and those of our family members. Whether people are in this sanctuary or watching online. God, might they experience the power of God like we are right here. Father, there's people we're praying for that are fighting COVID. Father God, I pray for Gilly Vaisa and just open up his lungs, Lord God. Thank you for touching Ray Baldonado, Lord, and just touching his body, strengthening it. Father God, there's just so many others that, Lord, I just ask that, Father, you impart your healing upon them. For families that have lost loved ones, for the family of Vaden McCall, minister to them. Help them and comfort them. family of Arthur Lucero and Sister Hernandez, Lord, Patricia Hernandez, comfort them, help them in their loss. Father God, we just ask that you continue to cradle the Gonzalez family in the loss of their matriarch. Father, would you move mightily, Lord, amongst our family? There's marriages that need you to intervene and bring a spark of love back, of adoration for each other and love and care and lavish each other with tender mercy. Father God, help parents that are dealing with wayward children to not give up and bring them back to the fold. Father, go get them. Bring them back. Father God, we're praying for Father our congregation that Lord, we're able to continue to just do things not only within the four walls of this church, but throughout this city and even around the world. Father, thank you for those that are watching online. Minister to them. There's people watching from around the world right now. For our brother in Dublin, God bless you, brother. Thank you for joining us every week. Our brother over there in Tennessee, minister to them. Father, we thank you for all these things. And we pray in the glorious, mighty, mighty name of Jesus Christ. And God's people said, amen. Praise the name of Jesus. Praise the Lord. You may be seated. What a joy to have you in the house of God tonight. Pastor Mike already told you how you could give. We got the giving boxes at every doorway. Or you could give by texting or going online, or use our church app. And thank you for all of all of you that do that. It sure makes life um, easier. I know for us, that's how Cindy and I give. Just you know, you just put it on reoccurring giving, and it just takes it out when you want it. Pastor Chuck told me he didn't know about reoccurring giving, and he accidentally signed up. And then he goes, "Oh, this is cool. I'm going to start doing reoccurring giving." So he signed up a second time. So now it takes it out this week, and then that week, and this week. i go, like, well, you could change that. He goes, no, man, God keeps blessing me. So he's, he's, he gives twice, uh, uh, is it a twice a week or twice a month? And yeah, all I know is, you know what? God is faithful, amen? Guys, just want to remind you of a couple of things. One, this Friday, I know Pastor Mike told you, but I'm, I can't, please mark your calendars. Life is crazy right now. Our calendars are slammed. But this Friday night, 6.30, after you go have dinner, or right before you go have dinner, hang out here at the church. We're going to have a live jazz band. You're going to have coffee, hot chocolate, water, and all kinds of sweets. You're going to have tables where you can sit around and talk to people, like Roxy had said a few weeks ago, people you don't even know but you see all the time, You're going to go, oh, aren't you the third row, fourth seat? Yeah, that's you. I know you, but you're going to get to be able to visit with people. And just talk about what God has done in your life and how you ended up here at New Beginnings and what God is doing. Amen? So don't forget, this Friday night, 630, there's going to be stuff for the kids as well. So I hope you come out as a family. Stay for 10 minutes. Stay for two hours. It's up to you. The music's going to be phenomenal. The snacks, everything, it's just going to be a lot of fun. I really, really hope you're going to be here. Then I really hope you're going to be here Sunday night, 6 p.m., because we're going to have the Christmas program. I know they just told you about it, but please mark your calendars. That's going to be really good. The kids always do an amazing job, but we're going to put on a play, a production that's really awesome, and I really hope that you're going to be here for that. Amen. All right. Well, let's get into the word, guys. I've been doing this sermon series called "The Joy of," uh, for the joy of it. And Paul, the apostle, is locked up in prison, and he's locked up for preaching the gospel. He didn't do anything else. That's what he's really there for. If you talk to prisoners today, they go, "Man, I was framed, and I was this, and I was that." Some of them were, but the majority of them are there because they did something bad. Paul. Just preached. That's it. He was preaching, and they got tired of him preaching Jesus, so they locked him up. So he's li- writing to the church of Philippi. And we've been going through the book of Philippians, and we went through chapter one already. Now we're going into chapter two. And in chapter two, Paul is writing to the church from jail. And in chapter one, he was all excited saying, man, this is amazing. I was all bummed out when they locked me up. But man, they put me with Baturian guards. They put me with the secret servants. They put me with the main main metal, metal, atos, that guard of king and are in the palace. I've been wanting to preach Jesus to the palace for a long time. And to the key. Now I got the guards locked up. They're, they're locked up here with me. They're chained to me. They're handcuffed to me. And I get to preach to them all day long. The shift changed, and I get to preach. So he's all excited, locked up, in a horrible dungeon, in a horrible situation, but he's praising God. We're learning how to praise God, no matter what situation you're in, Amen. Because let's be honest, not just because of this pandemic, life is hard, but this pandemic has amplified and magnified stuff, amen? And it's crazy what's going down. It's horrible. Alcohol consumption went up in the state of New Mexico, really around the United States. And even for that matter, I don't know about the world stats, but in the United States, alcohol sales went up, but in New Mexico, they broke records drug use went up in New Mexico. We've had the highest suicides and the highest overdoses in the pandemic. They just gave a report last night in, in uh, a downtown that they were in a city council meeting they were talking about the things that our community is going through and the state of New Mexico is going through and Bernalillo County I guess because we have the most people here, all I know is that our numbers are busting at the seams for all the crazy wickedness that's going on. Hear me, in the midst of your depression, in the midst of your brokenness, in the midst of your downtroddenness, I want you to know he's the lifter of our head. He is the one that picks us up. He is the one that turns us around, and he is the one that shines light in the midst of darkness. So we got to hold on to that. So what I want to talk about tonight is unearned glory where God really blessed you and just filled you with his spirit and you didn't deserve it. You didn't do anything for it. You you just sat there and trusted him and he comes through. We're in Philippians chapter two now. And we're gonna look at the first 11 verses. And Paul is writing and he says, whatever happens, say whatever happens. Now he's saying, whatever happens, my dear brothers and sisters, Rejoice in the Lord. No matter what happens, good, bad, or ugly, rejoice in the Lord. He's not saying to rejoice because it happened, but rejoice because we have a God that's going to see us through. I never get tired of telling you these things, and I do it to safeguard your faith. So he's saying, I'm going to tell you some things, and I, I love telling you this, but he says, first of all, watch out for those dogs. He's saying, watch out. There's people that come to church that aren't Christian. There's people that like to prey on Christians because most Christians are compassionate and they're tender-hearted. And there's a bunch of con artists that love to prey on you. And, and Paul's calling them dogs. He goes, watch out for those dogs. Those people who are evil, those mutilators who say you must be circumcised to be saved, for who worshiped by the Spirit of God are the ones who are truly circumcised. So he saying, listen to me. If you're truly a believer and really follow the Lord, you're already circumcised. We rely on what Jesus, or Christ Jesus has done for us. We put our confidence in human, we put no confidence, rather, in human effort. Though I could have confidence in my own effort, If anyone could. So he's saying, you know what? I put our trust in God. If anyone could brag, you know what? I can, Paul says. He goes, indeed. If others have reason for confidence in their own efforts, I have even more. So he's saying, look, let's put the pedigree. Let's bring your resume and I'll show you that I can outdo all of you. He says, I was circumcised when I was eight days old. I'm a pure-blooded citizen of Israel and a member of the tribe of Benjamin, a real Hebrew if there ever was one. I was a member of the Pharisees who demanded the strictest obedience to the Jewish law. I was so zealous that I harshly persecuted the church. And as for righteousness, I obeyed the law without fault. I once thought these things were valuable, but now I consider them worthless. Rubbish. Garbage. Because of what Christ has done. Yes, everything else is worthless when compared to the infinite value of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. For his sake, I have discarded everything else, counting it as garbage. Man, if you, some of you have a, a Bible that in the version that says he counts it as dung, he says it's just like poop. So that I he goes, I consider it as poop, so that I can gain Christ and become one with Him. I no longer count my own righteousness, though obeying the through obeying blame the law. Rather, I become righteous through the faith in Christ. For God's way of making us right with himself depends on faith. And I want to know Christ and experience the mighty power that raised him from the dead. I want to suffer with him, sharing in his death, so that one way or another, I will experience the resurrection from the dead. So, Father, speak to us. Help us understand what Paul's trying to point out. To see what he's saying here. The warning he's giving us. The teaching he's pouring out to us. And I pray that we can embrace it here this night, in this year of 2021. Over 2,000 years have gone by since Jesus resurrected. Yet he's alive and living in our hearts. So, speak, Lord Jesus, for we're listening. So Paul's saying, listen to me. I want you to really understand some things. I want you to really understand what unearned glory looks like. I want you to understand that you're going to have to do a mind shift and a change because you used to be Jews that had to do all of these things. And if you didn't do all these things, you didn't measure up. And some of you, because you've done all those things, you think you're all that. Haven't you ever met somebody that has done all these things and they think they're all that? And don't get me wrong, give honor where honor's due. I'm not saying you can't honor somebody. Somebody recently said you, can't, you shouldn't any use any titles whatsoever. The Bible's full of titles. Yet, though, you should never use a title, only servant. You know what? There's people with titles that are true servants, and there's people with no titles that are fake servants. He's saying, I want to teach you some things. And the first thing Paul's trying to teach us is the emptiness of living with an attitude of entitlement. There's people, just because of who they are, they think they're entitled to stuff. They think they're entitled because of this or that or that or this. Hey, I'm Chicano, man. Chicano's in the front of the line. Hey, No, 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 not Chicanos. It's Asians at the front of the line. No, 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 Native Americans. That's over. No, it's the African-Americans. That, no, it's the Caucasians. Oh, no, it's, it's, are you with me? People sometimes think they elevate themselves and they think because of who they are, they ought to be able to get things, to whether they work for them or not, or they deserve them or not. Entitlement leaves us feeling unappreciated. When you have an entitlement attitude, you just feel like, oh, forget it, I did all this. Paul says, you know what, I used to be into all that. If anyone could brag, I was eight days old when they circumcised me. I, I did this and that and that and that and this and that. But you know what? Now I found out that it really doesn't matter about all those things because what really matters is to humble yourself before the Lord, surrender yourself, and be a servant unto the Lord and say, here I am, Lord, send me. Here I am, Lord, use me. Here I am, Father, because I don't deserve anything because the wages of sin is death. And I deserve death, but thank you, God, that you gave me the free gift of life through Jesus Christ, my Lord. See, we have to understand that. Because otherwise, you're gonna be going through emptiness all the time. You're gonna be thinking, I deserve this, I deserve that. Why am I, I, I've done this, I've done that. Why am I still looking for something? Why am I still so empty? Why am I still seeking more? It's like you never get enough. You're always wanting something else, you're always wanting more. You don't even know what you want for Christmas and you're making a list of stuff you don't even need. but it's just it's it's going everyone's getting one. You don't even know what it's for. <laughs> but I have one. <laughs> it's like, what good is that? It's crazy. There's an emptiness left when you always think that these things are owed you because you have achieved something and it should just be handed over to you. You can't go into that thinking. Paul is saying, don't you understand? It's nothing but garbage. It's nothing but rubbish. It's just emptiness. Entitlement leaves us feeling undercompensated. It's like, really? That's all I'm going to get? Don't you know who I am? Don't you know what I've done? Do you even know? Look, I'll never forget that I read a story that happened in Alabama. The governor of Alabama was at a big outside picnic and there were hundreds of people there and they're going through the line and the governor's got his plate and the young lady's serving the chicken. They had fried chicken and the serving the chicken then they gave the governor two pieces of chicken he goes i'd like one more piece please she goes i'm sorry sir everyone only gets two pieces of chicken he goes ma'am i'd like one more piece she goes ma'am sir you don't understand everyone only gets two pieces of chicken he says do you know who i am i'm the governor of alabama and she goes, and do you know who I am? I'm the dispenser of the chicken and you're only getting two pieces. <laughs> it don't matter who you are. Sometimes we think of who we are and what we've done and then we feel undercompensated like, I, should, I deserve another piece. I should have gotten that. I should have gotten this. Let me tell you something. We ought to have the heart of Jesus. We ought to have the heart of a mom's Most moms, anyway, that I know, what do they do? They cook up a big old meal. And if you grew up with a large family, your mama's there cooking, and then she serves everybody. In the Mexican home, we always had tortillas. And she's making their tortillas and throwing them out. And if you were anything like me, the minute they would make them, you put the butter in. So you already ate about three before dinner even happened. And sometimes there would only be maybe one tortilla left, and it was your mamas. And one of the kids around the table go, Mama, are there any more tortillas? I really want a tortilla. And what would she do? Give you hers. She would give up something she deserves. She worked so hard. But you know what? It was like, that's not important to me. What's important is that I pour out, I give. I want to give to my family. Mom holds back. Sometimes you would get the real small portion because they empty themselves out. There's some people that are just have this entitlement that because of what I've accomplished and what I've done and this and that, that you know what? Man, you owe it to me. Entitlement leaves you feeling underblessed. Like, really, God? Have any of you ever, ever said something like this? After all I've done for you. <laughs> He's going... I still see you're alive. (laughs) You haven't died. (laughs) I want you to die for me. I want you to die to self. I want you to live for my glory. I want you to live to minister and to pour yourself out. But you're still living for you. You feel like you've been cheated. And Paul's trying to tell us there. He's saying, guys, I used to put a lot of emphasis In the titles and the things I did and how I did it, I followed all the rules. Now, he's not saying break the rules. He's not saying not to follow them. What he's saying, though, is that that's not what gets you to heaven. That's not what gets you saved. It's surrendering your life to the Lord Jesus Christ. In the book of Ephesians chapter 3, verse 8, he says, Though I am the least deserving of all God's people, God graciously gave me the privilege of telling the Gentiles about the endless treasures available to them in Christ. He said, man, God is so wonderful. Here I studied all these years. I was a Pharisee. I was highly educated. He was in the Sanhedrin court. His Highest job would have been to teach the Jews and to include Gentiles was like a slap, a shame. Can't believe you're letting them in here. And Paul's going, I find it as a privilege now. I used to be different. I used to think, what on earth is God doing? And now I understand exactly what on earth God is doing to get people off of this earth into heaven. So let me tell you something. He's trying to teach us and he's trying to help us understand and he's trying to help us embrace to realize the emptiness, living in an attitude of entitlement because of the things you have behind your name. M-D-O-D, the D-O's. I've told you, Mine says, Richard A. Mansfield, D.D., Doctor of Divinity. But I always say, D.D., double dumb. (laughs) (laughs) Haven't you been there where you know it's all the Lord? Second thing Paul's trying to help us understand, and he's trying to help us learn, the danger of depending on finding favor through your achievements. Finding favor because of what you've done. Look, let me tell you something. The Bible really does say to honor, give honor where honor is due. And there are some people that have done amazing things. I'll never forget, there was this man I led to the Lord, and he was so overwhelmed. He was very, very sick, and I went to do a hospital visit. His wife had asked me to go. She was a member of our congregation, and he wasn't. And I I paid him a visit, and I ended up leading him to Christ. And then they thought he was going to die. And man, God raised him up. And he lived several years later. Uh, and, and then finally went home to be with the Lord. But he was so grateful. And when he died, he left the church a chunk of money and he wanted it to be used. And at the time, we needed to add on to the building and we needed to add on this media and and sound booth and and it was going to run us some money. And we're like, I don't know where we're going to get the money. We don't have the money. And all of a sudden, his wife comes and says, you know that Rory wanted you to have this. Not for you, for for the church. On a special project. And I said, let me tell you something. We're barely starting to live stream. This was years ago. And I go, his gift is going to send the message literally around the world. And I said, we'd like to put a little plaque or something, maybe just to say in honor of. And he said, no, 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 no. She said, uh-uh. He said, do not lift up my name. Don't even tell the church who gave it. Because I want God to receive the glory. I want God to receive the glory. You see, when you start doing it for your achievements, you start giving for all the wrong reasons. You start saying, well, you know what I've done? Well, you know what I've done? Well, you know what I've done? And before you know it, you're comparing and you're trying to outdo someone. They call it keeping up with the Joneses. For us Chicanos, it's keeping up with the Chavises. (laughs) but are you with me? You're there comparing. Oh, look. Look at this. I'll never forget. When I grew up as a kid, see, half of you aren't even going to understand this. They didn't have color TV, okay? And we had the cheap Chicano covered color TV. It was a black and white, but you you snapped on this green screen, and it kind of made things, come on, anyone have that one of those? And you had this thing, and it just kind of made it, you know, but it it wasn't color. But I'll never forget our next, uh, actually, people right in front of our house got a color television. The whole neighborhood went to their house to see it. We all went by, knocked out, hey, we came to see the TV, and we stood in their house. Wow, color television, wow. See, now we watch television on our phones. We watch television on our watch. We, it's crazy what we can do nowadays. But man, they had a color TV. Before you know it, everyone in the neighborhood was getting color TVs. Except our house. We <laughs> were the poor Chicanos on the block. <laughs> and it's like, man, you were like, wow. And then they almost looked down like, you don't have a color television. Like, what's wrong with you? See, we think because if you've achieved certain things, now you've arrived. Some people have destination disease. See, they're always looking to be someplace else. Ooh, if I just had a color TV, then I'd be happy. No, if I just lived on the other side of the railroad tracks, then I'd be happy. If I only, if I only, if I only, and they're always looking to be someplace else instead of where you are. I always say get planted where you are because when God wants to uplift you, he will uproot you and he'll go plant you someplace else. But so many so many people are worried about growing someplace else that they're not growing at all. You've got to be able to be happy. Paul is saying, don't you understand that we live in fear that we're never going to do enough when you're living like that. You're always trying to do something else and top that and top that and top that. And before you know it, you crash and burn and you're falling apart. Or you have anxiety that you're not doing it right. Don't you know some people that are, well, I blew it again, I blew it again. I'm just a total failure. I'm a total mess up. No, you're not. Get over it already. Quit beating yourself up. But man, they just constantly being and Paul saying, "Quit depending on finding favor on your achievement." Paul said, "I found out it's just rubbish. It's garbage. It's don't do it." You see, we get frustrated when we don't get our way in return because we did it. What's the old saying? "Scratch my back, now scratch yours." I did this, and now you owe me. Now you owe me. And some people put it away, and they go, I've been holding this for when the time comes. What does that even mean? See, in the book of Romans chapter 7, Paul says this in verse 18 and 19. He goes, I want to do what is right, but I can't. I want to do what is good, but I don't. I don't want to do what is wrong, but I do it anyway. He's saying, man, no matter what I've accomplished, I still mess up. So you know what? If you go on and read that, he says, who am I going to turn to? He says, the Lord. He's the only one that can help you through that. And the third thing he's trying to get us to understand is the joy of basking in unearned glory. He's saying, you know what? You try to do this, and you have all this pedigree, and you have all these accomplishments, and they're good. There's nothing wrong with that. I graduated high school and then I went to college and then I and then I, I've been studying all these years and I'm still studying. And many of you are the same. It's like you never quit learning, you just keep growing, you keep understanding more. And he's trying to say, Don't you get it? When you just trust God and just soak in what He has to give you, it's really amazing. Because you could end up resting because it's been earned. It hasn't been earned by you. You can rest because it's been earned by by God. God has given it to you. He's blessed you. And you can marvel because it gives you this infinite value. We're able to say, man, I'm going to heaven. I'm going to glory, not because of who I am, but because of who he is. I don't even deserve it, and he's given it to me. He's amazing. And see, we battle with that. We're constantly trying to measure up. We're constantly trying to achieve more and achieve more. And there's nothing wrong with that unless you're doing it for all the wrong reasons because you're going to go throughout life empty, broken, and not knowing what's going on. You also realize that you can serve God with passion. (laughs) rather than obligation. Some go to church because they have to. But those of us that fall in love with the Lord go to church because we just can't be away from him. Haven't you ever fallen in love with somebody? You're like, what are you doing? What are you doing? You didn't even have cell phones in those days. Did you ever fall asleep with your boyfriend or girlfriend on the phone? Hey, Nina, oh, you're snoring. (laughs) You finally meet somebody now. You're there texting all day. What are you doing? Well, I just got to work. Oh, what are you doing? I just clocked in. What are you doing now? I'm sitting at my desk. What are you doing? I'm working on a car. What are you doing? It's like, oh, my gosh. But you just have a passion. When you have that kind of love for God, it's a passion. You can't help but just talking to him all day long, praising him all day long, talking to him and say, God, what an amazing day. Or God, this day is horrible. God, thank you that you're not. God, carry me through this day. God, take me to where you need him to get me. You see, you're able to just share things. And the Book of Psalms, chapter 84, verse 11, it says, For the Lord, God, is our sun and shield. He gives us grace and glory. You see, God is trying to let you know that he's here for you. And even though you've done all these things and accomplished all these things and achieved all these things, He's proud of us and he says, Well done, my good and faithful servant. But make sure that you are my servant. Make sure you understand that it's not those things why I love you. I love you with or without those things. I care about you and I want to minister to you. You see, some of you are so exhausted because you've been on this, just this track it's almost like the little hamster's wheel you're going 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 100 miles an hour but you're not going any place and god is saying i want to direct your path i want to put you on a path that as you trust in me oh you're going to accomplish some things but the things you're going to accomplish now are going to last for an eternity so I really pray that you put your trust and hope in the Lord. I hope and pray that you really put lean into him and say, thank you, God, for what you're doing. Thank you, God, for how you're doing this. Thank you, God, for what you've poured into me because now I want to pour out to others. And if you've never given your life to Jesus, that's where it starts. And if you haven't and you want to do that tonight, say, Pastor, that's me. Raise your hand. I'll pray with you. Just say, I haven't done that. I haven't given my life to Jesus, and I want to. Anyone here tonight? Well, then we want to say thank you, Lord Jesus. I pray that today you'll surrender your heart. You'll surrender the rat race, the trying to measure up, the trying to do things to impress God, that instead you just give him your heart. And he knows all the pieces of your heart. He knows what you've worked so hard to achieve. He knows what you've worked so hard to reach. But he's going to say, Oh, my child, I loved you without those things, but now I can use you greater with them. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray for my brothers and sisters. And I pray, Father God, that you help them. Help us to understand the greatness and goodness of God. Help us to understand the great things that you have and the great things that you want to pour out. And I pray, Father God, that we embrace them tonight. In the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord, amen. I want to make sure you stay with me because there's some stuff we're going to go over. That's why I've allotted some time. I really need your help on something. But if you need prayer and you want prayer, please feel free to come up right now. We have prayer team that will minister with you and pray for you. Say, I, I gotta surrender this. I've gotta let this go. I can't carry this anymore. So would you stand with me as, as we sing this song and let God minister to you. and Prayer team, feel free to come up and pray with me. And if you want to be anointed, they're going to ask you if we can anoint you. And they're going to anoint you and believe that God's going to do something great. Just release it to the Lord.
3: daughters of God
4: because we're the sons and daughters of God we have full access to the throne not because of what we've done but because he has adopted us as his children he has called us in and he has called us by name So, Father, in the name of Jesus, right now, we're giving you, Father God, our heart, mind, and our soul. And we're saying, Father God, in Jesus Christ's name, lead us, guide us, help us, and instruct us. Help us, Lord God, to quit trying to impress you. To try to measure up to something that you haven't even required. Father, I pray that, Lord God, today we would embrace your grace, your mercy, your goodness, and your kindness. Father God, I pray that, Lord God, we would do things without trying to impress people around us and compete with people around us and try to even impress you. But to just say, God, these are the things that lie deep within my heart and my mind And Lord, I release them to you with great joy to expand the kingdom of God. And this, Lord God, I pray in the glorious name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen and amen. Praise the Lord. You may be seated. I just want to ask you if you'll help me in participating in something very special. I want to remind you that we're going to be giving out Christmas food baskets in two weeks. If you need one, right by the youth sanctuary at that desk, sign up. Pastor Cindy will be there and Pastor Michael will be there. Sign up and let us know. Don't be embarrassed. Just say, you know what? We could sure use the food basket. If you want to sponsor one, you could do that as well. But look, some really interesting things are taking place during this pandemic. Because of the pandemic, the government is now coming and asking the church for help. Because how many of you know that the church can do things the government cannot? (laughs) And how many of you know that the church outdoes the government? (laughs) Look, we've been handing out food Throughout the For now, two years, we've been handing out food. The first year, our church gave out over a million pounds of food. Full Gospel Baptist Church with Bishop Cooper gave out over a million pounds of food. And he's partnered with us, and he's allowed us to partner with him. And some amazing things are opening up. And one of the things that the government is thinking about doing, they're saying, look, There's a lot of health care that we can't even get to people sometimes. And especially indigenous people, people of color. In other words, Hispanic, Asian, Native Americans, African Americans, people that are going through stuff. And so there's an amazing opportunity that's opening up, but we've got to have a survey to be able to report back on how we might be able to partner. With me tonight, with us tonight, I have a very dear friend, a sister, that I just love tremendously. She's the co pastor of Full Gospel New Hope, Full Gospel Baptist Church, where Bishop Cooper's the senior pastor. Would you please welcome my dear friend, my sister in Christ, Reverend. Dr. Nina Cooper. Now, I also need you to get your phones ready. You need to get your phone ready because I'm going to need you, if you have a smartphone, I'm going to need you to participate in this survey. So get your phone out, okay, guys? Get it ready. Don't start calling somebody. Just get it ready, and we're going to tell you how to use. Sister Nina, God bless you. Thank you for being here. Feel Thank free you done. for
5: having us. Wasn't that a powerful word tonight? I don't know about you, but I haven't earned the glory and the promises and the blessings of God. But yet here I stand and here we are together enjoying his blessings. Well, as Pastor Richard said, there is a, a survey going on, which is a collaboration with the University of New Mexico Hospital. And we're endeavoring to do something that has never been done in the whole country, that is to have a clinic in a church. You guys have done some fantastic things over the last couple of years. It's been amazing to see what you've accomplished in the middle of a pandemic. We serve a mighty God, don't we? Amen. And I would love to see a clinic on this property along with all the other wonderful things that we have. So this is what we need. We're uh, endeavoring to have at least a couple hundred respondents in the survey saying, just explaining um, some of your health preferences. And then there are a couple of questions in there about um, if you would endorse a uh, faith-based church in a clinic or whatever. And so just vote your conscience. Put that down. So here's what I need you to do. Lift up your phones. There's a QR code, and I wanted to say thank you to the tech team. Lift your, go to your cameras if you've never done a QR code. I think most of you have. Just lift it up, and when the QR, when you put it on the QR code, there's some uh, yellow squares that will come up, and then there'll be, uh, on my phone, I have an iPhone, a, a, a gray bar. Just click on that bar. And what I'm going to ask you not to do is um, fill it out right now because I want us to stay in the spirit. But if you'll leave this on your phone and at the benediction, remain in your seats and take just a few minutes to fill that out. It would be a tremendous blessing to us as we pave the way for other faith-based clinics in Albuquerque, in New Mexico, and hopefully across the world as Uh, Pastor Richard said the church can do things that the world cannot. To God be the glory. And thank you so much for your time.
4: So please do that. I, I don't even how long will it take us to do it, Pastor Nina? About seven minutes. So if you want to stay and do that now, you could do that. If not, I don't want to keep you any longer, but I really, let me tell you why we need this. Because we've been saying, these are things the church can do. We've met with the governor. We met with Susana Martinez. And now we met with MLG and said, this is what the church is doing. We gave out. Now we've given out close to 3 million pounds of food. Isn't it about that, Pastor Dina? About 3 million pounds of food. Then we've been able to get some household goods. Like the sofas that we have out here were given to us. They were given to our our church, and we've been able to give out household goods. We've been able to help out families that come to the pantry and help them out with air fryers and all kinds of stuff. We don't get the same thing every time, but people, they give us stuff and we've been giving it away. And it's been amazing what's happening in the midst of this pandemic. And they want to know what's happening. So they're wanting to say, look, we're willing to put a clinic inside of a church if you'd really go. So if you think you would go, answer those questions because they're going to help us in presenting this. And like Pastor Nina says, they're not doing this in any place in the entire country. Albuquerque might be the first place. And New Hope would be the first clinic. And then we don't know where it would go from there. Whether we would have one here or not or not, that's here nor there. But I really believe that the church is in a position to be elevated to another area of outreach, to meet families' needs. Amen? Amen? So Father, thank you for the spirit of God that has been among us. Father, for those watching online, I pray that they're going to do the same thing. The QR code came up for them. I hope they're going to do that. I pray that, Lord, your spirit would be within us and guide us, and I pray that we would really honor this and we would do this survey to help advance the kingdom of God in areas that the church used to minister That's why hospitals were named St. Joseph's. They were named after all these saints because the church was the one that established hospitals all across America. And Lord, it's going full circle. It's coming back to the church. And I pray we could do it for your glory. And I pray this in Jesus' name, amen. Church, thank you so much. The QR code's still up. It's still up on the online screen. But you're dismissed. to Go change Albuquerque again if you need. Don't forget, Friday night, 6.30, jazz band and a social here. It's going to be a blast. God bless you, church.
2: i oh.